Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here with another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Tom Wells with 10 Point Capital. Welcome, Tom. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about 10 Point Capital, uh, who you're serving, and uh, what are you doing? Yeah, 10 Point Capital is a private equity group focused on investing uh, solely in franchisors. So we invest in branded multi-unit concepts um, at the parent level. Um, and, and our specific niche when the, within the industry is to invest in uh, founder-led brands that are already high growth. They tend to be emerging concepts, so call it 30 to 300 locations. Um, and we partner alongside the founders to help them grow their brands faster. So now, uh, do you specialize in food? Do you specialize in B2C, B2B? Is there a niche, a niche that you serve? Yeah, we, we do a bit of everything. So I, I would say the typical concept that we're looking for, the founder, and I think for people that don't know the franchising space, a franchisor generally takes a pretty long time to, to scale. So you know, for every McDonald's or big, large franchise brand that people are aware of, um, there's you know, hundreds of other smaller brands that take 10 to 20 to 30 years to scale. And so for us, um, we're looking for a founder who's been building a brand for 10 or 15 years. Um, they've, they've proven, there's a couple of things we look for when we go to invest, but in particular, we're looking for a brand where the unit economics work. So the stores work. You think about a restaurant or any sort of retail, like the, the franchisee can put capital up to get the store open and they can get a nice return. They can make good profit on that unit. So that's one core item we're looking for. We're generally looking for some sort of differentiated branding. And, and I can talk about the segments and, and why that makes sense. But there's a lot of options, particularly in the restaurant segment where we spend a good amount of time. Um, and so you have to give the customer something unique or different or a reason to continue coming back to you. Um, and then finally, it, the, the people really matter. I talk about founders, but founders and their teams. And so we've found every good investment. The outcome is generally dictated by, by the people around the table. And so we're looking to partner with just great leaders and great founders who are, who are looking to scale their business. Uh, in terms of industries in particular, one of the unique things about the franchise industry is you can franchise anything. Uh, there's generally sort of, I call it two reasons people go and franchise the concept. One is it's expensive to build locations of anything. A restaurant costs money to get open. It may be $500,000 or maybe more than that. Um, and so for a lot of brands, having franchisees come in and, and put that capital up and run those units uh, helps you get open faster. And, and that's sort of the second reason you go franchise is you just, you're able to scale more quickly. If I started a restaurant concept in Atlanta, for instance, I mean, it may take me 50 years to spread it out across the country. Whereas with franchising, if you've got the, the base building blocks down, you could do that much faster, 10, 15 years. Um, in terms of industries, we spend a lot of time in the restaurant space. So um, the brands we have invested in, in, in one of which we just sold, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, um, I think a lot of people knew it, but while we had it, it grew from about 250 locations to about 900 locations, um, a real nice mix of smoothies and food. Um, 
our current portfolio, we have a brand called Slim Chickens, which is, I know we're in Atlanta and in the Southeast. Um, we like to call it very similar to Zaxby's in a lot of way, premium chicken tender segment. Um, Slim Chickens is really middle of the country, um, but spreading out across the country right now. About 110 locations of that brand will open 40 or 50 locations this year. Um, we have a non-restaurant brand called Phoenix Salon Suites. Um, Phoenix is a really interesting business in a lot of ways, like we work for hairstylists. So it, it, a franchisee will take down 5,000 square feet in the shopping center and subdivide it into spaces that they essentially rent out to stylists to run their own businesses out of 300 locations across there. That that's more of a B2B play. Um, we're, we're selling to the hairstylists who ultimately then go run their business and deal with the customer them, themselves. Uh, and then finally, we just did a, a invested in a brand called Walk-Ons, which is a is a great sports restaurant concept. It's it's out of Louisiana, um, fifty locations across southeast the middle of the country, but really runs the gamut of what we'll look at. Um, the other segments we spend a lot of time looking at, although we don't have any investments in today, um, wellness um, and fitness, uh, and then services. Um, all of those have just great franchise brands that have been built. Now, when you're looking for uh, or you're, uh, uh, an emerging brand comes on your radar, is it something that they're looking for you because they're frustrated by the speed in which they're growing? Or is it something that you approach them and saying, hey, you have something here. We might be able to help you take it to the next level. I think it's more the latter. So we spend a lot of time just getting out in the industry. Um, the franchise, industry, there are 4,000 franchise brands in the country and that that number tends to hold pretty constant. Every year, a couple hundred are created. Every year, a couple hundred stop franchising. Um, and so we spend a lot of time networking in the industry, right? There's some trade associations we're very active in. And, and so through that, we, we go out and identify and target brands to, to your point where we go, look, you, and it's a funny pitch to the founders of these brands because you're going, look, you have an incredible brand. You're generating cash, you're cash flow positive without us. You don't really need us. But we do think we can help you go faster. So where, our, where we spend a lot of time and we call it our franchise acceleration plan is how do you think about is a, is a founder or a franchise brand growing more quickly? So who are you ultimately trying to target as a franchisee of your brand? To, who are the best people to go open locations and go build out a franchise system and, and do well? Where do you want to be in terms of which markets you're, you're targeting? So, you know, it's, we, we personally have a bias on what we would call secondary and tertiary markets. We're not going to Manhattan. We're not going to Chicago. We're not going to New York. We're going, um, you know, to, to Kennesaw, Georgia, or to Birmingham, Alabama, or you know, just great markets that w- which are all over the country where the consumer is looking for a great experience and, and you know a brand that's very consistent and, and on trend. Um, and so we spend a lot of time targeting those types of brands. Um, and, and to the founder, we go, we're we're very flexible in our approach in terms of investment. So we say, what do you want out of this? Do you want to own this brand for the next 10 years? Do you want to be in this five years? Do you want to sell us a majority? Do you want to sell us a minority? Um, we can align how we invest based on what you want. Um, and we found that for a lot of founders, that's really compelling um, to give them ultimately the flexibility to go work with us to figure out a, an investment structure that works for everybody, but have us get alongside them and help them grow their systems much more quickly and more sustainably. But the brands that you're working for have already kind of made the mental shift of saying, okay, we're no longer really in the chicken business. We're in the selling chicken franchise business because that's a different business. That's a training and sales development business, not so much as a restaurant business anymore. That That's right. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to be able to, your, your core competency is ultimately in the chicken business, for instance, being a chicken, your franchisees are chicken restaurant owners. 
And so you've absolutely got to understand how to do it. But but we do invest at the point where it's much more of we've got the process, the systems, the, it's replicable at this point. And we've proven it works all over the, the country or all over the place. And we're going to go now we're going to get involved and help go faster. Um, I, I like to joke. I'm not an idea guy. I like you could ask me to look at 50 concepts that have like one to five units. And I, w- I could tell you which ones are like sort of interesting to me. I have no idea which ones are going to work out. There's so much execution and, and just luck and, and grinding it out that founders have to do and really sort of uh, admire that effort to take it from that to call it 50 locations when we're going to invest. And so um, what, what we feel like we get at 30 or 50 or 100 locations is data, right? You've, you've, you've made, and, and a lot of times that you've made a lot of mistakes and figured out what works. So when you opened your 10th location and you let a franchisee in that didn't have the right background and you picked a bad piece of real estate to go into, or the franchisee picked a bad piece of real estate, um, you learned a lot of lessons from that, we hope. Um, and so what we want to see is, okay, we're in, we're in 10 or 20 or 30 markets. Here's the sites that work. Here's the franchisee profile that works. Here's what the store level profitability works. I, mean, I think we're very big on making sure that the, the franchisee is going to be able to make money. And, and at one or five or 10 units, that's sometimes hard to see. But once you've got the process and you've done it a bunch of times, hopefully you can start to see that data of, okay, we need to be in this type of shopping center with this type of franchisee. This is the background we want for them. And oh, by the way, if they go do their job, they can invest, you know, three or $400,000 and go make $100,000 on a location type of thing. And, th- and that's where we like to get involved and get excited. Now, is this a good time post pandemic or as this pandemic is waning uh, here in the United States for franchising for potential franchisees? Are you seeing a lot of interest in the franchise business uh, for folks that maybe got displaced during the pandemic? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. This is a great time to go out and, and both be a franchisee, but also if you're a franchise brand to, to find new franchisees. Um, one of the things we've seen, and you see it coming out of any sort of wrinkle or ripple in the economy, is, is people start to go, I want to take control of my own destiny. I've been in corporate America. I've had this job. You know, I, I realized I don't control everything. I could get laid off or something bad could happen. I've got some money saved up. I want to go, I want to go be my own boss and be a franchisee. I don't want to necessarily start a business, but I, I would like to have someone give me a business model and an approach and their expertise, and I'm going to go run a business. And so um, it's really interesting. Like we look at our brands uh, that we have, they all had record years last year in terms of selling, fr- signing new franchise agreements. Um, and so franchisee comes in, signs an agreement, a commitment to go open a location. We had every brand had a record year last year. And, and in particular, most of those agreements were signed post COVID. And, and it shows there's a little bit of ripple in the economy. People want to go control their lives. So it's a great time. I, I think the other thing we get really excited about and you get excited about as a potential franchisee is, is store is restaurant retail, whatever ends up closing as a result of pandemic. And that's, and that's obviously sad. There's a little bit of creative destruction where you get new, new retail and new restaurants coming to those spaces. So a lot of franchisees that, that come on board last year and start to go look and find real estate this year are able to get better deals on those locations, or maybe they're able to take over a second generation restaurant space where it doesn't cost them as much to build it out and get it open. And so what's interesting is you look coming out, and this was the same coming out of the Great Recession 10 years ago, those locations that opened on the back end of some sort of economic disruption actually tend to be the best investments and the most profitable locations that generally are opened in a brand's history. So I, it's in our minds, a great time. Um, and in our brands, I, I think the franchisees are signing up because they recognize that. 
Now, is your fr- franchisee that displaced executive maybe going doing a second act in his career, or is it kind of the professional franchisee that might have multiple brands and this is, and just adding a complementary brand? It's both. What's what's really interesting. So when we get involved, and I, I talked about how we help franchise brands go sell franchises. Uh, more effectively into the right franchisees, it looks a lot in a lot of ways like business to business, like B2B sales. Like uh, we're going to go out and we're going to help a brand identify their target customer being the, the potential franchisee. And so it differs by every brand. It, it, it's always fascinating to go talk to the existing franchisees and prospects and see what resonates. So I'll give you an example. Phoenix Salon Suites, um, which is, you know, you almost, you're, you're sort of almost property management and it's, it's, it's got really nice cash flow dynamics. It's a great business that attracts ex corporate America. They're coming out for a second act in their career. They want to go do this. It's relatively low maintenance and that they don't have a lot of employees that totally attracts that buyer. You know, I go look at slim chickens, which is a QSR restaurant. It's, it's doing really well. That franchisee base is they own a bunch of other Sonics or Arby's or other brands. And they're adding a chicken brand to their portfolio. So they look more like that. Um, the brand that we just exited tropical smoothie cafe was always interesting in that that franchisee is, a, is more of a, we would call it a passion buyer in that they are very passionate about bringing healthier, better lifestyles to their community. And so for them, yes, they obviously want to make money. And that's the reason the franchisee is doing this, but their big drive is to bring great quality food and smoothies to their community. And so it, it's a little different by every brand. And part of our job is to help go do the customer segmentation and sort of work through it. How do you identify that endpoint and how do you go market market correctly to those types of franchisees? And uh, when your firm takes an investment in one of those brands, is it something that you're there for five years, 10 years, uh, for forever? Like what's your kind of in and out strategy? We are, uh, I would say, a little unique in a lot of ways. We, we generally invest longer term than most private equity groups. So our, our approach is usually we're going to look at a seven-year investment life. Um, only because it's it's longer than a typical private equity firm would look at it. Um, when we go into a deal, we tell the founders, let's like a line around a, a plan and, and time frame for this. But if you if they want to hold the business or be involved for ten years or fifteen years, well, we're open to it. Um, I think it, more than typical private equity, and it's probably because our we're we're so deep in this industry. We think about this like an operator, and so after a year or two or five years, like we we it's our baby also in a lot of ways. And it's hard for us sometimes to, to part with those businesses. So we're really comfortable telling our investors and the founders, it could be seven years. It could be, it could be shorter if that's what the founders want, but generally it could be seven or 10 years. Um, we, we, as long as the business is performing and we feel like we can be helpful, we're, we're comfortable staying involved longer. And what do you need more of? How can we help? Do you need more emerging brands? Do you need more investors? Uh, what do you need? Yeah, I think for us, um, we're always out there looking for the next great emerging brand. I mean, I I think one of what has drawn me to the industry in particular is the franchise industry is like the most helpful, supportive, nice industry there. I I don't think they generally, the brands view each other as competitors. They view everybody as peers. And so I think we love seeing brands at all stages. They could be one unit or five units or 10 units. We want to get to know them and and we like to help. Even if we're not going to invest, we want to be able to helpful and point them in the right direction of, you know, vendors or peers or give them uh, some strategic advice if that's what they want or, or connect them to other brands that could be helpful. And so I think for us, it's finding new concepts, finding the next great thing. Um, we just, that, that's what we're, we're out there looking for these days. And if somebody wants to learn more and have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the website? It is 
10pointcapital.com. It's the number 10, uh, 10pointcapital.com. Um, and they can, our emails are on there. They can reach out and we're, we're really accessible to get to. And we love talking to anybody who's interested. Good stuff. Well, Tom, congratulations on all the success and, uh, you're doing important work. We appreciate you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta business radio. Today's episode of Atlanta business radio is brought to you by on pay Atlanta's new standard in payroll. To learn more and get your first month free, go to onpay.com.